It is 140 days since October 7, 2023, the day of the atrocious attack by Hamas on Israel. Since that day, Israel has killed more than 30,000 civilians, and over 1 million Palestinians are facing the very real possibility of death by starvation. Whatever side you are on, many people these days are calling for an immediate, permanent ceasefire. I was invited to speak at a multi-faith ceasefire event recently, and I want to share my talk with you today. Hi, Paul Shepard here, and welcome to the podcast. You know, some people think that having faith means believing a bunch of things that you know are impossible. But here at Rational Christianity, we take a rational approach to understanding the Christian faith. We combine history, science, the Bible, common sense, and an understanding of human nature to make Christianity make sense. Everyone is welcome here. The event I was at was held on February 24th, 2024. It was hosted by a group called Mississauga Streetsville for Palestine. There were many speakers, including a number of Palestinians and non-Palestinians. Speakers included a Muslim imam, a Jewish rabbi, and I was honored to provide a Christian perspective. So here is the audio recording of my speech at the event. I'm sorry the audio is not better quality, but I am pleased that the recording includes responses from the gathering. So here is the recording with no editing. But thank you for inviting me today, and it's a delight to be with you all. I want to very briefly cover the United Church position on, on uh, Palestine, just because most people are not aware of it. But in October, they called for an immediate ceasefire and an end to the occupation. And since then, they've added to that uh, uh, request for an arms embargo and for everyone to respect the ICJ. But I want, to, I want to talk about me, because I was asked, why do you even speak up for Palestine? And on, there's two answers. One answer is because children are dying, and I think I should be allowed to sit down now, because that answer is completely adequate. Here, here. But, but I drove from Toronto here, so I want to say a little more. So I'm a minister with the United Church of Canada. I also have a PhD in physics. I'm an environmental scientist. I'm a software engineer. And so I, I am a minister, but I still think like a scientist. And what that's led me to do when I consider my faith is to really push back on parts of the traditional narratives that just do not make sense anymore. And I question a lot of things. At seminary, I'm sure my professors hated me. But when I was at seminary and I pushed back on traditional ideas that I couldn't understand, it was kind of like a personal project, like a hobby, sort of. But once I got out and started preaching, I realized, no, actually, what I'm pushing back on is actually really important. For example, I ended up pushing back against racism. I was pushing back against Christian supremacy. I was pushing a gra back against deeply rooted Islamophobia and anti-Semitism in the church. So my personal hobby of trying to make sense of my faith really became very real to me and very important. This all came together for me in about 2020 when I published a book on basically how to fix Christianity. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't have a big head or anything. 
But it's how to use scientific thinking to change Christianity, to evolve Christianity, to stop being so racist. So what's this got to do with Palestine? Well, I want to give you two answers. The first is really short. Christianity and every religion I know preaches love. Jesus went so far as to say we should love our enemies. And I know the word love is a little vague, but I'm pretty sure to love your enemies, you cannot bomb them. And secondly, and this is my biggest challenge to traditional Christianity, is that it's around ethical dualism. Dualism, you know, is the belief that good and evil can actually be separated. There are numerous stories in the Bible how it's easy to get rid of evil. You just find the people who are evil and you kill them. Even the flood story where God committed genocide to wipe out all the evil people would be one example. And today we do many things. We build walls or we kill people as a way to get rid of evil. But I do not accept dualism because good and evil coexist. Good and evil exist within each of us. And my proof for that is very simple. I just look into my own heart and I'm honest with myself and I know I contain good and evil. I want to read a definition of ethical dualism, but I want to invite you to hear this definition in the concept, context of what's happening in Palestine right now and in how the media reports it. And this definition is straight off Google, nothing fancy. But think of Palestine. Quote, ethical dualism refers to the practice of imputing evil entirely and exclusively to a specific group of people while disregarding and denying one's own capacity to commit evil. I think practically every story about Palestine Israel is some version of that. In our media, the evil is all attributed to Hamas, and Israel is incapable of doing anything evil in the media. And Canada's uncritical support for Israel fits that definition, denying one's own capacity to commit evil. Of all the things that drive me crazy about traditional Christianity, the worst is support for ethical dualism. Because dualism has been used to support all kinds of atrocities, from the Crusades to the occupation of North America. How else could a genocide against Jews in the Second World War and against Palestinians today even happen? Ethical dualism is baked into many religions, including Christianity, but I fight it wherever I can. And of course, ethical dualism is a fancy $20 word, but let's be honest, the modern word we should use is simply racism, a very ugly word for a very ugly way to think. So I speak out today because of massive amounts of anti-Palestinian racism in Canada and its close relative, Islamophobia. We need to speak up because racism cannot win. I started learning about Palestine in 1980 from a student group at university called the Student Christian Movement. And I read and I participated in events, but there weren't that many events. I was in Saskatchewan, that didn't help. But it was only after my training in seminary that I really came to understand the deep anti-Palestinian racism and Islamophobia here in Canada. The racism is so deep, we are capable of supporting a genocide on human beings, including children. It's crazy. So why do I speak up? 
with all respect, because some days I wake up and I'm ashamed to be Canadian. The injustices against Palestinians have been too extreme and have gone on for simply far too long. And I grieve that some branches of the church and our Canadian government supports the colonizing state of Israel over the indigenous reality of Palestine. I feel the pain of Gaza with you. Not the same way you do, maybe. I don't have family there, I don't have friends there. But I share the pain of Gaza in my own way. For me, I see the pain as I see the images on my phone every day. Watching a genocide in living color, in dying color. I'm disgusted and saddened that our government continues to be deaf to the plight of Palestinians. And a quote from the green sign, I'm here because I and we are not going to be free until Palestine is free. So that was to answer the question, why am I here? And why have I been here for a long time? But the other question, and this is short, are you trying to get me off? Is about how do we stay hopeful? And I have to say, it's not always possible. Social media just gives us these horrific pictures. And I'm not always able to be hopeful. In fact, just a few days ago, I reached out to a friend, Scott, who's sitting right there. And I said, I'm really struggling right now. But in the past two days, two forms of hope have come to me, and I share them because maybe we can all do this. The first of all, my friend responded, and he shared his own struggles with me. And it does feel good to know that we're not alone, that we're not crazy. And later the same day, Danny, where did Danny go? Anyway, Danny reached out to me and asked me if I would speak at this event today. And I have to say that was a huge boost for me. So where does this hope come from? I think for one thing, it's important to find safe space where we can be honest about our feelings. And it's simply not safe to do that everywhere, as we all know. Some people are in complete denial and they believe history started on October 7th. We all know October 7th did not come out of nowhere. Finding and creating spaces where we can be ourselves and speak our truth is a large part of staying hopeful. We are all in this together, and I truly thank the organizers for pulling this event together. We are stronger together. We are stronger when people of many faiths can stand together, united in our support for human rights and for Palestine. As we say every time we march, the people united will never be defeated. There we go. And secondly, since I was invited to speak, personally, I get to do something. It's so important to do something. I know it's just words. I march in rallies in Toronto all the time, but you always just wonder who's noticing. But I really preach the chance to do more, to listen to the stories from the other speakers and stories we're going to share with each other over food, I assume. I hope that through gatherings like this, we can work together and find ways to pressure our politicians to respect democracy and work for an immediate ceasefire, permanent ceasefire, and to end the occupation of Palestine. Because our hope, and let's be honest, our sanity, we need to come together and to support each other in the political work of trying to get our government to recognize that Palestinian lives matter 
because all lives matter. And so I hope we stay connected and that we are able to organize together to make Palestine safe, but also safeguard Canada as a place that actually respects and works for human rights of all people. Peace be with you. Hi again, and thanks for joining in today. I'm Reverend Dr. Paul Shepard, a minister with the United Church of Canada, currently serving at Chapel in the Park United Church in Toronto, Ontario. I'm also an environmental scientist with a PhD in physics. I am passionate about making Christianity make sense. Please subscribe to the channel and feel free to visit the church, either in person or online. You might also enjoy my book, Evolving Christianity, which is about taking a scientific, rational approach to Christianity in order to fight racism and other social diseases. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.